Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back, listeners and Sarah, to the Paleo View. How are you? I so I've like really like just got back. Like it's I I'm I feel I haven't I haven't even finished unpacking. Like I got as far as getting like my disgusting dirty laundry into a laundry basket, but not as far as getting the laundry basket to the washing machine. And I have a three quarters full suitcase on the floor in my bedroom still. So this is like a very fresh in my mind trip because I like I've had a chance to uh, like I haven't showered yet. Like that that's that's how newly home I am from this trip. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. And you've been home for like a week and you're like all has it been a week? It's been a week. It has yeah. been. And we're mostly unpacked, although we're still catching up on laundry. Um, everything except my jewelry, which I tend to kind of not unpack. I just know what I took and I take one set of earrings out at a time when I'm ready to wear them. And mm-hmm. they're otherwise ready to go at a moment's notice because if a fire happened, I would need to grab my jewelry. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we, I mentioned on the podcast last week, I had quite an adventure heading to Europe. Um, I think I said before we left, we were going to be in Rome for three days, then we were going to take a cruise from Rome and around to London and then be in London for like a full three days and then leave on the fourth day. Um, So it was a lot. And I, I was a little bit stressed more than I wanted to admit because taking three children, um, your mother-in-law and your mother on a trip to Europe (laughs) was, I mean, like has the potential to be amazing and wonderful and also to be, um, kind of a nightmare. (laughs) So I was like, have we planned enough? Have we, you know, done everything that we need to do? And fortunately, between Matt and myself, you know, we had researched and got the right hotel rooms. And um, that and I say with an S because had we all shared one room, it would have been a nightmare. Um, And um, did kind of the things that I went to Europe last time, I did so much research beforehand and I had these like little cards so that every country I went to, I knew how to say, I don't eat tomatoes. Um, you know, like I'm gluten-free and different kinds of things like that. So I could say it in their language. And this time we hadn't prepared any of that because when I went last time, everybody spoke English. <laughs> so it was kind of not a problem. And I was, I was getting a little paranoid kind of the day before, like, oh, we didn't do enough preparation, but turns out everything's fine. And, um, we were able to use the Google and Google Translate app, which I highly recommend to anybody who's going to travel. Um, because the Google Translate app, you don't even need um, 
internet for if you download the language before you go. And mm-hmm. so um, that was super helpful when we were kind of looking at signs and different kinds of things. You can hold it up and it'll, the camera will it'll use it. it. Yep. Yeah. And tell you what it says otherwise. And so it's just modern technology has come so far. And also just like in America where people are starting to understand gluten-free at a different level and, and really get food intolerance and that kind of stuff. It's even more prevalent, especially in Italy. Um, where we had absolutely no problems. We had absolutely no problems in London because they speak English. Um, and really the toughest place, not surprisingly, is France. <laughs> the French people just want nothing to do with Americans. <laughs> they want nothing to do with your high-maintenance food issues. Um, but that's what salads and bunless burgers are for. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. Finn really wanted a gluten-free baguette in France, and we found where one was, and we just couldn't get there in time, uh, partly because Notre Dame was burning down. So, yeah, yeah our our adventures were, were quite wild, and um, from our own personal perspective, like my phone getting pickpocketed and Finn losing his backpack, which obviously had his stuff in it, um, to you know, international tragedies like Notre Dame and our taxi driver had a stroke while he was driving us to the airport in London. Um, so I was just, I came back last week and I said to you, I'm not really ready to talk about it. It's like, it was, it was still really fresh. And honestly, I was super traumatized. I, not just personally, but like, I, I just had so much, overwhelming empathy for the things that were happening to other people. And I didn't feel comfortable talking about my trip and the great things we experienced and the fun we had when I had literally just hours before been in a car with a man who was having a stroke. Um, and so unfortunately, but understandably the taxi company will not share personal medical information of the driver, but I do think that he, ended up being fine. He did amazing. He pulled over the car and just dialed theirs, 999, not 911, Mm -hmm. and um, called an ambulance for himself and said, I'm not feeling well. I need an ambulance. And that was the first time we knew anything was wrong. And we were pulled over on the side of the road. So he, you know, got us safe and he took care of himself and the ambulance came. And while we were waiting, he was describing his, his symptoms and what was happening to the uh, person he was talking on the phone with because they stay on the phone with you the whole time. Right. And um, I I knew based on his symptoms that that's what was happening. And so they treat on the spot there. They don't like take the ambulance back to the hospital. They must have everything, most of well, the things that they need. And that's amazing because the faster you get yep. the drugs into somebody, the more effective they are. If it is a an ischemic stroke, you need to break up that clot as soon as possible. And there's literally like with, there's, there's huge differences in recovery. If you can treat within half an hour, within an hour, within four hours, and then beyond four hours, like it doesn't do anything. So it's, it's like, that's amazing. That's I, now I don't know for sure that they don't do that here. Yeah, that's true. But I never see ambulances pulled over on the side of the road. Like we, because we were waiting to get another cab and it was a national holiday there. Um, mm-hmm. Good Friday, like shuts the city down in London, which we didn't realize, you know, when we were there. But anyway, um, 
And so uh, there were there were no cabs, and um, so we were waiting there a long time. Uh, we had to call a car and have them come out from London, and we had driven pretty far at that point. Um, and so I just kept saying to Matt, and I was I was crying, and he thought everybody thought I was crying because we were stranded, and I was obviously worried we were going to miss our flight, and you know whatever. But like I was crying because I was so worried for the man. Like I just was like overwhelmed with anxiety for him, you know? And I just was like, I, 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 why aren't they going? Like they need to take him to the hospital. And then we realized what was happening. Um, so anyway, I don't want to belabor that, but I hope that it gives some, uh, color on why both on social media and here on the podcast, I've kind of been like, mm, I'm not really ready to talk about the yeah, trip. It and definitely feels, I, I, you know, and I think all of our listeners can, can relate to this, that feeling of this amazing thing happened to me beside this tragic thing for somebody else. And it feels, uh, you know, as much as you still want to be able to share the amazing thing, it just, it feels um, callous, like and and um, like insensitive to to not honor the tragedy that someone else is going through. Like it's totally that's a that's a really you know, and I think everyone can relate because everyone has at least some you know minor version of that. Like it, it can be just as as simple as you're having a great day and your coworkers having a terrible day, right? Like it's that same kind of awkward like. Uh, I want to, I want to still appreciate my good day, but you know, I need, now I need to figure out how to not look, make it look like I'm just rubbing salt into your wound. Right. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. So does every single person listening. Thanks. Yeah. And we ended up kind of feeling like the Griswolds. And when we landed here back in the States, we thought, Ooh, okay, we made like, there were it was a really, really rocky airplane ride home. And I had a moment where I didn't think we were going to make it. I've never been on a plane that um, you had airtime in your seat, right? Like I've been on planes. I've been on one flight that was like that. And and you do, you're like, oh, here, this, this is, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No. This is the moment. This is it. And <sighs> and there's people on the plane that scream like they're also feeling that. And you have three children and you're trying to say, look, it's like a roller coaster. Put on your seatbelt and be fine. Um, <laughs> right. But <laughs> so when we, when we landed and I was like, oh, okay, like we made it, we're here, everybody, like it's over this, this unprediction of what, terrible experience are we going to have in each city? Cause that's what it had been was like, we would have this wonderful experience and then this tragic thing would happen, whether to us or to somebody else. And so when we made it back, I was like, that's it. But you know, we made it, everything's fine. And then a tornado hit my city literally within the hour that I landed. And I just, oh my God. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, are we the Griswolds? Is that, are we, what's happening? I don't understand. Cause obviously we have nothing to do with a tornado, right? Like we, I, there's no way I can say that that was related to us. Yeah. And same with Notre Dame, like Cole didn't take a, you know, match to the church, but it felt like we were responsible because everywhere we would go, something terrible would happen. So, oh um, this week has been completely uneventful and everything's fine. My back is feeling so much better. Um, I, I mentioned last week Dude, having yeah. that issue. I've been juving, I've been water aerobicsing, I've been resting and getting tons of sleep and feeling so much better. Um, so I have a little more like wonder 
about Europe and how awesome it was to have experienced all that with the kids and um, with our moms. And I mean, my mom had never been to any of the places that we went to. So it was special for her. It was special for us, uh, Matt and I, to go together and then obviously for the kids. Um, But now they have a little bit of like not understanding reality. Like we were watching that new show on Netflix last night. Street food. Have you seen it? I've seen the the trailers for it, but I haven't actually watched it. We love watching food shows together, especially when they're educational like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so it, it showcases like famous high quality street foods and kind of the people behind them. And we're watching the first ones in Thailand and Wesley's like, can we go to Thailand next? <laughs> like, like, yeah, sure. Are you going to take us? And he, he looks at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we just got back from Europe. We're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Now we have to get a sense of like, you know, these are, these are like, uh, for our uh, social demographic, these are like rare, amazingly wonderful experiences that we don't like. One does I not guess... need lead to the next best one. Like this, no. this was a, a bubble of an experience, my friend. I hope you enjoyed it because um, you'll be at an you know a campground in America this summer. That's that's about right. the most you're going to get, my kid. Yeah. So well, although that you know, I think that'll be actually a really neat dichotomy for them because um clearly you um have exhausted all of your (laughs) bad juju on this trip so that your rv across america experience can be nothing but spectacular um but then they get to experience you know like this country right like and the wonders that this country has to offer i think that's going to be like a really I, i think that i think i think the um, I wouldn't see it as being like from the schmancy trip to the roughing it trip. I would see it as the, like this type of experience versus a different type of experience, because the way that you see the world in an RV driving around camping in different places is so different and so magical and it's like in its own way. So yeah, I think, I think, well, and then he'll just be like, now can we drive to Brazil? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's a few things that I did share so far on the blog, but I will be continuing to share more about the trip and how we managed it, um, with food intolerances and stuff like that. I've been getting a lot of questions with people who are like afraid to travel abroad because they have food intolerances or sensitivities or allergies. And so how do we navigate that? And Mm -hmm. I will be sharing much more about that on the blog, but I just want to remind people that like, A, most people in those countries speak English, so you can talk to them the same way that you can talk to anybody here. Um, And B, the internet is your friend. Um, So for me, we found places to eat by Googling gluten-free in London, and then it'll show it up on a map display and you can look at where you'll be based on the activities you're going to do or where your hotel's going to be. And we kind of just planned around that. Um, we're pretty, uh, we enjoy local travel. So we, and when we were in London, for example, um, we took a train to, 
um, a city outside of London to go to Warner Brothers um, studio to do the Harry Potter studio tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we already knew the tubes and the train systems and we would just tube to different kind of restaurants that we wanted to go to. Um, and we did the same thing in Rome. Honestly, there was, um, we took a train to Pompeii. We learned the train system that way. We used the Google translate to translate signs if they weren't in English, but almost everything is in both languages. Um, if you're going to be in a foreign country. So, um, if you can navigate tech like that, and really that's basic tech, that's Googling and a Google Translate app on your phone, um, then you're golden. Just don't get your phone stolen by a pickpocket. <laughs> that's my advice there. Yeah, that's your like one big <laughs> travel tip for that's, Pompeii. That's my big travel tip overall, really, is don't get your phone stolen. Um, fortunately for me, my 13-year-old had a smartphone that I was able to hijack and explain to him that his rights and privileges had been revoked and that it was now my phone for the foreseeable future. And um, we were able to put those same apps on his phone and move forward. But without it, you know, we would have basically either been dead in the water or had to spend half a day going to you know, a place where we could get a phone and I don't even know what that would have looked yeah, like in a foreign I'm like, country. I don't even know what, what place that would be. Yeah. That would be, I, this a- is not a plug, f- you know, for Apple, but like we use an Apple phone and there are Apple stores in all the cities we went to. I saw them because Matt would point them out and be like, don't even think about it. We don't need to go there. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but, um, when it comes to like activating the phone and all that kind of stuff, if you're in a foreign country, I don't know. And I just was like, not going to deal with it. So fortunately <laughs> I used Cole's phone and I was able to put stuff on it, but um, and then the other place, you know, for, for us on the cruise ship, I've talked about this before, um, and on an airplane, when you go on an international flight or anything that there's a meal, make sure that when you book your ticket, you tell them what your um, food restrictions are, and they will accommodate you. So we had a great meal on the way there. Um, on the way back, they didn't have enough, and it had nightshades in it anyway, because I had just said gluten-free, and so I didn't have a meal. But fortunately, I had chomps and I had snacks in my bag. We, I don't know if you saw the picture of my suitcase, Sarah, but we essentially like <laughs> dedicated a suitcase to snacks, which then allowed us on the way back because we'd eaten all the snacks to like put our things that we bought in that suitcase. So smart. So, so smart. smart. Um, but we had an entire suitcase full of chomps bars and RX bars. And it was great because we basically saved a ton of money not eating lunch every day. We'd have a good sized breakfast and then we'd have a whole bunch of snacks in our backpack for the day. And then we'd have a nice dinner and it meant we had more time during the day to explore and we didn't have to stop and eat somewhere. Um, And we got good healthy protein in. So those are the crux of like my top tips. I know I'm going to blog in, in more depth and answer specific questions about where do we stay and where do we go and what do we eat and how do we find it and all that kind of stuff. But in general, I didn't do anything that anybody else can't do, you know? Yeah. Well, um, speaking of the suitcase that you filled full of stuff, I am drinking some Coronation Blend tea at the moment. Mm. That was oh, you got your package. When I got home, thank you. You're drinking the Queen's tea. Uh, The Queen's tea. Yes, thank you for like that was so considerate of you to bring something back for me. I never would have expected that. Thank you. Of course. You happen to know that I'm like the biggest tea snob, so like super fun. I, I wondered if the tea, if the queen's tea, would live up to your standards. It is actually very good. Oh, yes. wonderful! 
Wonderful. So I'm glad to know that the tea also has the the queen also has high standards. For it tea. was just for listener's sake because you don't know this. It was in a nice canister that I was like, even if the tea is terrible, she right. can use the canister. No, so. and I actually even have it like already. I, I like cleared a spot for it. I have these. Um, it's like super like 1980s, but like these shelves on either side of my kitchen sink that are like sort of functional, but like you can only put things that are actually like pretty on them. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're supposed to be there for, I don't know what they're supposed to be there for, but I have things like pretty tea canisters on them. And now I have another one, but I have it in because of the colors I have it over with the other, like similar golds and reds. So it's, yes, it is on display in a functional location. Wonderful. So um, can I tell you about Paleo FX? Please. I'm waiting. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think the single best part about Paleo FX, wait for this, wait for this. Are you waiting for this? I am, I'm doing this just to increase suspense, was seeing Tom again. And I know that Tom just heard that. And I know he's flipping out right now. And that's why I said that, because I know that Tom's flipping out. So I, I met Tom a year ago. And like, I've, I met quite a few listeners. They all say to say hi. I've actually got like a series of selfies <laughs> to like text you from all the people who said hi to me. Um, so and that's one of the things that I always love about events is getting to meet listeners. Like I, I, like I know that um, our listeners know us and we don't really know them, but there's still something about meeting a listener. I think it's because if our, if our podcast resonates with you, because this is just who Stacy and uh, I am, right? Like this is just, we are our real selves on this podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, you would probably enjoy us as real people. Like that's, that's probably how it goes. Uh, we're slightly less filtered in real life, but it's only a slight difference, right? Like it's, that's pretty much it. So uh, whenever we I'm meet, glad you used we, because I think people believe that it's just me no, who's slightly no. less filtered. But let me assure you, Sarah is also a grown up, <laughs> And sometimes uses big girl words that uh, kids should not use. Definitely. I use the should word very intentionally there because I think that's one of the times when that, <laughs> that word really does belong. Um, no. So, um, so I always like feel this like special kinship when I meet a listener, but, um, Tom and I had this like amazing conversation a year ago at Paleo Effects that was like really like, it's just a real connection. And it was really fun too, because he was like girl fanning, but it was like in such an endearing way. And so uh, Tom came to my book signing on Friday and like I, I had, I had forgotten his name. So my bad, but I recognized him right away. Like I put two and two together right away. And I just like, like, hello, like I was really excited. And then he was really excited. And then he told me that um, when we did a shout out to Tom a year ago on the podcast, he was in his gym listening to the podcast on headphones and like, if you could just picture like all these like guys working out, right. And then he heard us do the shout out and he got like super crazy excited and he started like swooping and screaming and dancing all over the gym, which to me is just the most amazing visual. And so Tom, I hope, I hope that just happened just now. I hope you weren't like listening in your kitchen by yourself. I hope it was like I also in hope a that public he, space. That he started video recording himself when he started listening to the show, <gasps> thinking that it might happen. And then it happened. And now we get to see it on video. Yes. Or you could just yes. recreate the scene, Tom. 
jazz hands, pom poms. Put it on social media and tag us because that would be amazing. We love Um, (laughs) so. But um, you know, I know I say this every year, but uh, this was the best pillow effects yet. Like uh, for me personally, I made a lot of really amazing um, like business connections, which, you know, I, um, I was telling you a little bit before we started recording, but generally the, you know, doing what we're doing is running a business and I come from academia. Um, and so my skill set coming in is the education piece, right? The, you know, educating people, mentorship, the, all of the science nerdy stuff comes from that background. My public speaking skills come from that background. But then there's the whole piece of what we do that is, oh, yeah, and like making a living out of it. And, you know, having a team means having to pay a team. So there's this whole piece of what we do that is marketing and just running a business successfully. And all of that bit for me has been like trial by fire, self-taught over the last seven and a half years. And so to make those connections and being able to see what I can adjust to be more successful at the the business side of it was really useful because if I can be more successful at the business side, then I can increase my audience. I can increase my visibility. I can um, create more space for myself to be able to have time for more of the like passion projects that I want to be working on. So it it was that for me personally was, was very, very useful. I met some really neat new companies um, that I'm really excited to start talking about um, on social media, in my um, newsletter. Like um, that was really neat to just see, you know, it was like all the old friends, right? Like the companies that we, you know, know and love and use. And like, that feels like, like seeing old friends. Right. And, and cause we've developed such relationships with these companies over the years. So there's that piece, but then there was also the like, wait, you're, you make a what now that's genius. That's so amazing. Can I try it? Like just that, that piece for me of seeing what's, what's new and innovative in this space is always so fascinating. So I, I really enjoyed that. And then I, I ended up, um, so I did a, a talk, uh, Friday morning on the gut microbiome, um, which I, it was not, um, filmed at paleo effects, but I, I brought, uh, four of my team members and I gave one, my phone and a tripod and I said, film me. And so I, I do have video of this. Um, and so once I get through it and, um, you know, double check the quality, trim the ends and all that good stuff, I will let you guys know how you can watch it. Um, but I, um, I ended up that, and then I was on the state of the paleo union panel, which is generally the, um, it's the highest profile panel during paleo effects. So it's always me and Rob Wolf and Mark Sisson and Chris Kresser. And then there's like whatever other, like one or two other people who, um, are like keynote type people who have come to the conference that year. And they, it's usually rotating through like, who's, who's our other keynote this year. And this year it was Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci, uh, from the bone broth diet. Um, and in that panel, I had been talking at that point for like, um, 12 hours straight. And I lost my voice in the middle of the panel, which was quite embarrassing. Like it was just like super frog. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I still, I still said what I had to say just with like the super croaky voice. Um, but I, I was going to say, there's no way you didn't 
have something to say. (laughs) You found a way. Well, I think um, my perspective coming into this community is a little bit different. So I'm a person who like really values uh, scientific evidence, scientific consensus. Um, I really value community building. Um, and not to say that the other people on this panel don't, but I think that my background just, um, I come in it just from from a different angle. And that that my my way of just observing what's going on in the community, it's just colored by my experience. And my experience is very unique when you talk about all of the people up on that stage. And so I think I, I typically, with any question, I have a different perspective to bring to the conversation, which is why I've earned my place in, on that state of the paleo union panel every single year but it's um it's 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 so it's intimidating for me to be the the voice of dissent or the contrarian because i just want us to all get along but this particular year um (laughs) rob said something that was like i thought this was funny because i had teased my my list saying like there might be chair throwing because there's usually some topic that we all have pretty disparate views on and uh, and then Rob Rob went and said something that was like, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna make everybody angry. But he said that in more colorful Rob language, and uh, and I was like, my chair's ready, Rob. I'm ready to throw it. <laughs> and fortunately, he said something like completely not controversial. Um, so no no chair throwing was needed. But I thought that was so that was a really funny moment. And uh, but just generally, I thought this year. Like a year ago, that panel was very, it wasn't heated um, just because we do all respect each other, um, but there was a lot more discordance on that panel. And then this year, I think there was a lot more unity, which was really nice. I I didn't, uh, I was hoping it would be that way, but I wasn't expecting it to be that way. So it was really nice to be, be, to be on the panel where, um, what we were talking about was much, we were much more like on the same page, which was really good. And then, um, on Saturday I was on the, uh, microbiome panel with all the biggest names in microbiome, uh, which was super awesome. And again, because I've been doing like the research that I've been doing has been much more focused on diet and lifestyle for the new book and a lot less focused on intervention. So, I mean, there is, you know, discussions on, probiotics and prebiotics and fecal microbiota transplant. Like that is all stuff that is going to be covered in my my gut microbiome book, but um, it's not the focus of the book. The focus on the book is best practices for diet and lifestyle and why, like getting into the nitty gritty details of why. And that was actually, again, kind of like a different perspective to bring to this, um, to this panel. But it was so funny because I was sitting beside uh, Dr. David Perlmutter, who um, he, he he just kept like, uh, and I guess, you know, this is like the third year in a row that I've been on a panel with him. Like, you know, he saw me and gave me a great big hug and, um, and he just kept like whispering his little comments like over to me, which was like super fun for me to be in that situation. I'm like, Dr. Perlmutter is like snide remarking. He's like mean girling beside me, <laughs> not mean girling, but he was just like, he was like, Oh, and this, like, it was just, it was, it was little, the little tangents. It was so fun. Um, and, and so great to be, to be the recipient of that. Um, and then, uh, and then, um, they had, um, there was a, a few cancellations of, of people who, uh, got sick. Um, one person had, a. Uh, 
family emergency and they were stuck. They needed, they need people to fill, fill some time slots. And so Michelle Norris, who's the CEO of Paleo FX, uh, said to me, uh, Hey Sarah, I was like, Oh, Hey Michelle, what, uh, you wouldn't happen to have, uh, another talk in that backpack that you could, you could do last minute, <laughs> which I was like, of course I do. What, 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 what you need? Because I've just got off the workshop in February where I gave like 15 hours of seminar. I have 650 slides from that workshop. Like it was really easy. I pulled, they needed a 20 minute talk, which for me talking for 20 minutes is really tough, but, um, they needed somebody to fill a 20 minute talk slot, um, on the, the main stage in the expo area, which is one of my favorite stages to be on there. And so I was like, sure. I'm like, do you care what to talk about? No, anything you want to do. Perfect. So I ended up pulling this piece out of my workshop. So at my workshop, I took like 45 minutes to go through this topic. I only had 20. So it was more of a brief overview. But what I did was I talked about the different designs of scientific studies, different, uh, you know, types of scientific studies and what their weight is. So like how, how much can that information tell us? Um, and sort of talking about uh, what a body of scientific literature is, a little bit about statistics, what a p-value is, and um, and got to sort of start having that bit of a conversation. It's been something I've been trying to weave into, um, at least when I have like longer talks and have more opportunity to do like education, sort of weave in a little bit of like understanding how scientific research is performed and what... Um, more just trying to help communicate to people what I'm looking for as I'm going through the scientific literature. I've been toying with the idea of like, how do I turn that into training for people? And I, I, that's like an early phase idea of like, I don't, you know, I, I, I recognize that there is great demand for something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that would look like, but it's, it's been really, uh, I think really helpful for people to understand science in general because it it gives people enough knowledge to be able to filter through pseudoscience marketing that's wrapped up in a science package right we see that a lot on the internet and so that ended up being like a really fun like bonus talk that I that I got to do and uh and so generally I just found it was uh by far the most exhausting paleo effects for me yet um, uh, you know, you can probably hear my voice. It's a little bit hoarse and it's because I basically talked for like 15 hours straight for four days in a row. Um, but also I just, you know, I, I go really to like take the pulse of the community to see, um, what, uh, what people are hungry for, what's the, um, resource that, um, I, the community is just desperate for right now that I can be putting my energy into, um, and then I go for the connections and, and, uh, both the, you know, just talking with the attendee. I, I try, I always make myself as available as possible. So I spend as much time on the expo floor where I'm easy to find at these conferences so people can find me and just, you know, connect. But also this conference, it felt like there were a lot more people who, who entered our community through their personal journeys and are taking their passion for diet and lifestyle and turning it into entrepreneurship. So I ended up having a lot of conversations who, with people who were there as attendees, but they're working on building something to help sort of pay it forward and, and serve the community in a way that, 
uses their skill sets from before, right? And that that was really exciting to see that entrepreneurship spirit just permeate everything at Paleo Effects this year. Uh, so overall, it was phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I came home just inspired, both in terms of uh, content that I can be focusing on, but also in terms of like just business practices. Like I just I learned. I learned so much uh, just in these conversations with people, and it just it it just felt like I don't know. Felt like um, it was just a profound experience. Like I, I felt like I was meant to be there, and it just felt like I was hitting like serendipitous connection after serendipitous connection, and um, and then uh, the energy was just. I felt like I felt like the energy was so positive. Um, that and cohesive this year. And, and I don't think I recognized a lack of positivity or a lack of cohesion until this year it was so palpable that just everybody there was, um, trying to support everybody else. And it, even when you had companies with similar products who should be competitors, there just seemed to be like this recognition that, um, we're all there to, serve the community, but also grow the community and that all of our voices are, are important in that. And that we can, you know, it's like, like you were saying a few podcasts ago, we're not fighting over the same piece of pie. We are making a bigger pie. And, um, and so did I say that? That sounds smart. (laughs) It does. It's super smart. And so, um, and so that was very much the energy of paleo effects this year of this recognition that, um, even, even in situations where in another field you would be a direct competitor here, you're not because we're all here to serve the community and help people regain their health and, um, and improve their lives. And the, the more we work together, the more we expand that message and the more people we reach in different ways, right? People have different entry points to this community. And so to see that energy was was really phenomenal. And now I plan on sleeping the rest of the week um, and uh, just uh, tapping out. <laughs> just like, and uh, I'm going to check. I'm going to, okay, there's a few emails in my inbox that I really should reply to. But my plan is to, to really give myself- You use the word shit again. I did. And that was one that I, that was not, that was not a good one. All right. Before Um, you tap out, before mm -hmm, you jump off to answer your important emails, which you are choosing to do, I have something I want to share with you, which you probably have not yet seen because it's in your inbox. Are you ready? Ready. Becca says, I just finished listening to the paleo view on Botox An amazingly informative conversation as always, even for someone like me who has never had it and wouldn't have considered it anyway. I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am for the work that you do and to wish you all the luck in the world on your amazing poop rocket adventure, (laughs) your perspective on self-love owning our own choices and shooting for our best life really is inspirational. Having your voice in my life has helped me to work out what I really want and how I want to go about making it happen and has provided a jumping off point for so many brilliant conversations with the people I love. So I just wanted to thank you for being fab and sending you a virtual, even if it's uncomfortable, hug. (laughs) P.S. I hope you had a fantastic time in the cruise and that my home city, London, received you well. Um, So let me just tell you, I'm bright red from reading that myself because most of the things that we get are about you and and your science. And I do know that 
Becca loved your science on the last show, but it gave me a super case of the feels. And I felt like it fit in with what you were talking about with collaboration and sharing a perspective and entrepreneurial spirit and sharing that with the world so that we can all be our best selves. And I just wanted to acknowledge and thank Becca for sending that incredibly kind note and hope that my euphemisms like expanding the pie and learning to love yourself and not talking badly about yourself, which is another reference to probably end up in the bloopers that I gave you a lecture on <laughs> at the start of the show um, is something that I'm, I, I really genuinely have been working on myself for the past couple of years. And the fact that that's resonating with you listeners is so wonderful for me because I feel like it's such a lesson that we all need. Like not, not only do we need to love our bodies from the perspective of taking care of them and, all the different aspects that we talk about here on the show from food to lifestyle, to sleep, to everything in between. Um, but how we treat ourselves with kindness is such an impact on how we feel, um, which is our reality, right? Like how we feel is, is how we function. So um, thank you, Becca, for acknowledging that and, and letting me know that the work that I'm doing is not for not because I, I literally, the day before I got that email, had a conversation with Matt about how schmoopy I'd become. And I'm like, have you noticed in recent episodes, I'm just like going on and on about loving yourself. And he's like, it's amazing, Stacey. Like it's, it's who you are, own it. And I'm like, it's, but it's not schmoopy. It's empowering. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the message that it's not just the message that we all need to hear. It's the message we all need reminding about frequently because it's so easy to forget. And so not schmoopy. Awesome. <laughs> well, schmoopy can be awesome. I mean, there's something... It's awesome schmoopy? Yeah. Is it, we, do we, can, we, can we blend the words schmoopy and awesome together? Schmoop. <laughs> I got nope. it then. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to end in a high note and say thank you to Becca and Tom um, f- for being our, our MVPs, M- MVLs this week, um, yeah. listeners. Um, and... I'm so glad that you had a, a wonderful time in Paleo Effects and got to share some of this information um, that the people at your talk got to hear on a smaller scale, but now the people at Paleo Effects got to hear. And I just also think you would be remiss to mention that if people are interested in that, that either streamed just the short version at Paleo Effects mm-hmm. or if they, um, didn't stream that version and they want to hear the full version that you have officially launched your, um, workshop, your workshop. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I am, I'm going to call it jet lagged, although I don't know if that's what it actually is. Uh, so for our listeners, um, I know that there was, um, I keep hearing from people who wanted to be able to come to the workshop and just couldn't make it work. And so what I did was I actually brought in a professional film crew to film the whole workshop, professionally edit it. It is beautiful. And it is it really like when you watch it, you feel like you are right there in the room. 
Um, and it's just, I mean, I'm so, I'm so glad that I did cause it was a, a really big investment. I don't need to tell our listeners that, but oh, well, um, so, so it is now available. The workshop is available as a digital experience. And if you just go to the and like scroll down to the continuing education, um, section on the main homepage, you'll be able to, to link to that. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, everything is in there the 15 hours of seminar, the, even my slides. So you can actually like follow along with slides if you want to take notes. Um, and, uh, and even some like testimonials and anecdotes and photos from the event itself. So you get a real, a real sense of the experience. And I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm doing it again next year. So, um, I am a President's Day long weekend, 2020, that's February 14th to 17th. So you get to spend Valentine's Day with me. And um, for people who, uh, if we have, for the listeners who did already go, or if you wanted to um, get the digital experience, I'm going to swap out uh, about half of the material. So the foundational stuff is the foundational stuff. It'll be updated, uh, right? So it'll it'll still have some like fresh wrapping on it for next year. Um, but then the deep dive stuff, I'm going to swap out for different deep dives. So this past year, I did. Uh, deep dive into therapeutic diets, into gut microbiome, and into healthy weight loss. Um, and next year, my plan is to get more into genetics and how to use our genetic data to to uh, tinker with diet and lifestyle um, and get into some some different micronutrients. So I really want to do sort of a deep dive into phytochemicals next year. So I think that'll be like pretty cool information. So uh, there is going to be um, there's going to be some fresh new stuff for next year as well. But it, to me, this was the most amazing opportunity to, to really thoroughly educate, which is the thing that I want to do. I don't want to just give you infographics and sound bites. I want to give you, um, a full education to really give you the knowledge base to be able to make the best choices for you in your particular situation. And so that you can individualize your implementation of whatever shade of paleo is, is best for you. And this kind of deep education is is just such a phenomenal um, way for me to communicate. So um, please check out the workshop. Uh, I think you will love it. I think if you love our podcast, you will all love the workshop, despite its lack of Stacy. Um, I'm just going to get you out. There is a distinct. I was going to say there is a distinct lack of Stacy. Yes, there's. <laughs> uh, yes, it's 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 palpable the lack of Stacy in the workshop. It's it's pretty sad, but. There's lots of I just still envisioned, solid knowledge bombs. I just envisioned like someone putting one of those, you know, the like the gif just of like the sloth that slides up and slides down. <laughs> like you can just like add me into the video, like popping in and out of. <laughs> I, I think um, if we can't get you there in person next year, like cardboard cutout on the stage. And I then, can be there in then... spirit. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, um, I don't know where I'll be next year. Like the I just let's just state for the record, Stacy is going through um you know, like midlife reevaluation and anything is on the table. So You know, I'm gonna leave a slot open for you. <laughs> Um, that's just what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so you can already sign up for 2020. Um, that information is also easily found on my website and, uh, and yeah, check out, check out the, uh, paleo mom workshop and masterclass 2019 virtual experience, because, uh, it is, uh, something that I am very, very proud of and happy to share. 
Well, I'm glad I could remind you that it existed in your <laughs> jet you. lag state. <laughs> And I just want to thank all of you listeners for all of your support between my announcement from my job change. I heard from so, so many of you. And I know I mentioned it before, but I just cannot thank you enough for your kindness and your support. And I know a lot of you took advantage of the beauty counter sale that was last month in order to support me. So thank you so much from both your emotional as well as your financial support um, and for being here and listening and the emotional turmoil of my trip, all of you who who were there along with me. And um, we will be back again next week, back with topics. Um, If you I don't know what Matt includes in bloopers, honestly, like what makes it and what doesn't. So I'll just tell you that I did submit a bunch of topics to Sarah that I'm super excited about. (laughs) And she said she liked as well. So we do have planned topics. Um, and they're good. I'm telling you, I'm excited. I don't know who else is excited, but I'm excited. So I'm excited. We'll be back again next week. And, um, I hope that you get some rest Get the email that you want to get to, but otherwise relax, Sarah. Oh, yeah. I, know. I, I am giving myself that grace for sure. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Ah. Uh, Hang on, I'm gonna be right back and I'm gonna kick the cat. Okay. She's she's walking around with a toy. I hope that he uses the kick the cat. <laughs> just that part too, not the kick the cat out, but just the kick the cat. You know, gently. So when I'm kicking you, that means stop making all that annoying noise. The cats obviously missed me because they like won't leave me alone, which is very sweet, and I love them. <laughs> They're actually like, well, out of my two children, one is also doing the same thing. The other one's like, hey, mom. <laughs> is that the older but, one? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Welcome to tweens and teens. Uh-huh. They give zero Fs about you. <laughs> I, so, But they really do. Because if you disappeared and you weren't there for them, the world, their world would fall apart. Sure. But they just. But so we, we went to Endgame mm-hmm. an hour after I got back from the airport last night. And so what we did was we actually met said older child at the bus stop and then went straight to the movie theater from the bus stop. We had dinner for her in the car. So I got out of the car cause I'm like, she hasn't seen me yet. She's going to want to give me a big hug. So I'll, I'll get out of the car and I'll wait like right at the bus stop. So she sees me and we can hug and then we'll walk back to the car together. You guys stay here. And so I wait and she looks at me and she goes end game. And she beelines for the car. No hug, no hi mom. No, I missed you. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I really can't compete with Endgame, so I should not take this personally. I guess I would be more excited about Endgame than anything else, but, like, still. Like, not a hug? Come on. <laughs> it was actually quite funny. And then I teased her about it, and then she felt really bad, so it was all right. <laughs> and then I made my child feel bad, and everything was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, now, granted, I learned mastery of the guilt trip from the best, my mother. Mm-hmm. As did we all. Uh, but I am definitely applying those skills. Yes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.